What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much, put that in slow motion, yeah I feel like an astronaut in the ocean, hey, what you know All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here. For the Hazel Sky Studios. And today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose, 87737Grind. All right, a couple things, and we'll uh, wrap up the NBA talk, um, you know, because it is playoffs, so it's going to be heavy uh, responding to real time of the previous night's action. Uh, but ending on the Westbrook thing, I, I just feel now you now you have a go ahead and give your take on this because I, I kind of want to respond to that. But what were you saying? I think that there has to be I, – I, I, I hear you kind of defending the fan, and that's fine. But there's got to be some level of accountability because when you're, going, when you're in the locker room and Russell Westbrook took – it's not the, the, the way back from the locker room. It's a shortcut commonly taken by players. Uh, and personnel, so it's not the only way. So it's not like it's not like in Michigan where you're forcing the two teams to go out the same right, tunnel. Right, it's an option. Um, now, as a player, whether you take that option or not, I mean that's kind of up to you. But if you're coming out of the locker room, adjustments being made for halftime, you've got a game plan on your rust. You've already been struggling. You walk by, and you're you're kind of already in the moment. Right of a basketball game, you're there. You're there to do your work, and then you just have to. You hear this guy heckling you, um, because he feels entitled enough to do so uh, from the spot that he has, and you respond, and then it becomes a now it becomes a verbal altercation back and forth. Okay, then there's the fact. Yes, Russ steps away from the hallway specifically to where he's going right out the entrance. The guy, the fan, gets up and stands up. And then, and fortunately enough, there's a handler there to keep Russ back and also put a hand up to the fan. There's got to be some level of accountability held to fans, though, to where you shouldn't have to be. If you're if you're out there on the floor and that's the open arena, okay. Like every if you and, and you can hear the 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 boos and the chants and the and the, the chastising. That's one thing, but. On your way back through, maybe the Suns just need to close that shortcut option well, because this shouldn't be happening. Uh, because all it's going to take is, and you're putting you're putting fans and players feet with a feet apart from each other, not to a point where you have to go run up into the stands and punch somebody, like the malice in the palace. Right. We could have easily experienced a six foot four, six foot five Russell Westbrook just beating down a guy. Uh, it could have gotten a lot worse than what it ended up uh, being. Well, first of all, I don't think anybody, only people close to him, I don't know anybody in the majority public I ever seen Russell Westbrook fight. So I don't know. The guy might have put the hands on Russ. Uh, that's one. I'm, I'm, this is what I'm going to say. I listen to what you said, and I'm going to stick to – there's some things you said I kind of agree, some things I don't. One of the things you said I agree with, which I kind of said that the last segment I take – I feel now that you've said now that we know that this is an alternate route that players to go, then my thing is in the course of the the game, there should not be any fans in that area, whether they're VIP, whether they're, you know, know the, you know, friends of the GM. There should not be none of that because it's a recipe again for disaster. My point is, though, okay, 
the in my opinion, okay, in knowing the history of Russell Westbrook in these situations, okay, and the truth of the matter is you can get have witnesses around, you can do this or whatever, but a lot of this stuff is uh, almost borderline. Sometimes you get audio, but a lot of this stuff borderline is a he say, she said thing. But my point is, though, I'm going to give you my opinion. Um, well, first of all, before I do, because I don't want to get sidetracked because I want to respond to what you kind of what you were saying in there. When you say there has to be some type of accountability or there's have to be somewhere where you draw a line with fans. Look, when we've talked about this stuff over the last course of the last few years in the sports world about, you know, whether it's Westbrook, whether it's whoever interaction with fans and what was said. We always, a lot of people, especially in the media, and especially hearing from players like, hey, start holding these fans accountable. Start taking their tickets away, season tickets. I think we all kind of agree to that. But what I'm saying, though, is that how do you hold fans account? You can't hold them accountable to what they say in social media. Because to me, part of this reaction and a part of that guy saying Westbrook is because he's seeing that that because we live in a society where a lot of guys will not even tell you they will tweet something at you or at you and won't say the same thing to you if they see you. Now, this guy basically probably and again, you got to also understand, Jonas, we live in a world where everybody is trying to go viral. Right, which is horrible. Exactly. I totally 120% agree with you. So evidently for this guy, and didn't he have his kid with him or wasn't his kid with him or whatever? It looked Uh, like he was there with his family. I I can't claim that. Let's just say this. Okay, let's just say he was with somebody, whether that was his son or not. The way I look at this, if I had to be detective and premeditate, this looks like a situation where, look, watch, I'll, I'll call him that in person. I'll tell him, hey, what's up, West Brick? To prove a point to whoever, whatever like that, because this is kind of where we're in the social media area and that stuff goes. What I'm saying is, is though I hold the onus more in the it's sad it has to be like this. But in the climate that we're in, I hold that more to the Phoenix or Suns, you know, to where they've got to close that off. If that if there's another entrance, you cannot have the visiting team. Now, if you I would say that even if it's a, a Suns player, but I still say especially you've got to have that area cut off. And I'm going to go back before we move on. I'm going to go back to well before I say that, go ahead and your your question when I said the social well, media. Well, yeah, I mean, if, but if if he tells his group like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to show you what's what. I mean, that's where you find it. It's the meme now. You find yourself at the corner of mess around and find out. Okay, right. and, and you're gonna and, and, and you're putting yourself in a situation. Just like the guy on, on the airplane with Mike Tyson who found right. out and, and then he tries to come back and get money for out of Tyson for it. Right. No. Right. This is this is my place. Like, Tyson even was in a public, public place. Russell Westbrook, this is his place of work. No, I, okay? yeah, I agree with you. So when you and, and you can hold people accountable to an extent in, in terms of a conduct policy. And some people, there again, it's a sense of entitlement. That when you feel like you spend money to sit in this private lounge, totally agree. because you have because the reputation or the relationships that you might have, you also should be held to a higher standard of conduct and how you I can conduct see yourself. I agree. So if I'm the sons, we should be here. We should have heard something about this person's not allowed back in this area. I because you don't know how to handle yourself. I, I agree with that. I, I t- 100% your take you just had, I totally agree with you. I'm not going back with you on that. What I'm saying, though, is that's not the world we live in, okay? But I get I get you. 
Because at the end of the day, evidently, this guy has to be somebody of who to be in that situation, whether he's got the money to afford to be there, whether they whatever. What I'm telling you in the opinion that I'm about to give you is an opinion from a 46 year old African-American man that basically somewhat nowhere on the level of Russell Westbrook, but for somewhat lives their life a little bit on a public stage a little bit. What I'm saying is I'm looking at the history of Russell Westbrook, and I'm also looking at the history of basically how it goes with people that look like me and Russell Westbrook. When you are involved in incidents prior to this, that basically most of them have come down to where this person has said something racial to me. This person has said something about my family or racial. And then you get a section of people like, oh, whatever, man, you, you sense me, whatever, whatever. That is where, whoa, wait a minute. If you're sitting there and you're going to act like that, Unless it comes out that this guy said something totally else besides this, whether that was the only audio that talk, picked up, but hey, you didn't hear what he said before. If you are Russell Westbrook and you've been in these situations before and you are an African-American man, and yes, I am going to put race in this for, and I'll explain why I'm going there, is because you're in a situation to where when you're really getting heckled and somebody's really crossed the line, whether they said the N word, they said something about your, your family or whatever. And you go check them like, Hey, you don't want this smoke, bro. You don't want to do that. And then that's where it's a severity. Like, yo dude, y'all got to hold this accountable. That's one thing. But if you're caught basically reacting like that form where you want to knock this guy's block off because he called you Russell Westbrook, that to me, you're diluting the real issues of hey let's get the fans that are really crossing the line because the re and the, and the reason why i'm bringing up the race part of this is because a guy like russell westbrook or a guy me that's the reason why for 18 plus years 20 years doing this i've picked and choose and we've had a, a philosophy on the show where I, we don't play the race card or i don't play the race card with everything because i don't want to tune out the audience or tune out those people where it's a serious situation because they're like, oh, man, here we go again. Everything is because you're black. Everything is because you're black. And the problem what Russ has got to understand is that when he brings up these other issues, like, hey, man, you got to do something with this. Uh, this guy called me the N-word, this guy. When the whole world, millions of people have seen this video and they see audio, this guy saying just Westbrook, then it brings in questioning you as an African-American man that what you're saying, pre oh man, you're just sensitive. They ain't really saying about you. Ray, look, this guy called you Westbrook and you're ready to fight. That's my point. And yes, I agree with everything you said. It's his place of business. It is what it, and fans do have to be accountable and the organizations have to be accountable. But listen, way prior to social media ever being found in sports and arenas, you've had people that have called players bums. They've called like you can't hit a side of the barn. You're 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 slow. You that's been a part of sports and heckling anyway. The problem that we've got into now in the social media world and then the in the way the money is now is because two factors: follow the money. The athletes are making a lot more money playing, and fans are having to pay a lot more money to go see them play that they half the time they've got to save or rob peter to pay paul to go especially you got a kid that loves basketball but he wants to go to the basketball game so you have a powder keg and i just feel that living my creed by you pick and choose your battles that's one of those things man that you just got it knowing your russell you just got to keep walking now if he sits there and says hey 
I mean, when I say keep walking, I mean like you say, hey, man, can you do something about that? Or you can go do that, but not to buck up and say you about to square on him when basically now if he's walking down, then but like, watch this, man. I'm like, hey, man, you know, hey, in, hey, you monkey. Hey, this and this. Okay. Okay. But if I'm just going to sit here and say, hey, man, hey, Russell Westbrook, and you're going to square, to me, in my opinion, not to everybody, but majority out of those people that don't look like us, they're going to look at it and that's going to dilute serious situation. We're like, man, there he goes again. He just complaining. Matter of fact, when I was driving, when I was driving yesterday in the car, I was headed on Sirius Satellite. I don't know exactly where it was or what show I had tuned in or whatever. I was just flipping through the channels and I heard a caller call into a show that was basically out of Utah. And he brought up the incident because they were talking about this topic. And he brought up the incident about Russell and this guy and his wife. And he said, look, man, he goes, I know that guy that he got in the incident with. He's a big time car dealer here. His wife was with him. They were going through a divorce. He goes, and I and Russell said, hey, man, I will F your wife and you up. I will F you and your wife up. He said, this guy's a clown. Pretty much what uh, what's his name? He said, this guy's a clown. This this he's just complaining about everything. And this was a Caucasian guy calling in. And that's the reason why not just that wasn't because of my take. But this is why I know how a part of America is. And it's unfair, but you got to play a game and you can't fight every battle. And that makes that because because at the end of the day, that's a PR battle. And that's a personal battle that Russ ain't going to win. He's not going to win. It's up to the sons and it's up to them to sit there and say, hey, man, how access are we given? Perfect example. You brought up. I was going to go there, but you brought you beat me to the punch when you go to the big house. They've been going through that tunnel for 100 years where the visiting teams got to come out with the thing. Well, you know what? Uh, we in different times now. We different times. <laughs> like people want to talk about, you know, the, the, the amendment rights and first of the, the don't protect my amendment rights. Well, yeah, but you know what? Again, this is a constitution, but we got I mean, we, we got AKs out. We got banana clips out on the street. So you got to adjust with the times to me. Just that big house situation. I don't care if it's tradition. But the truth of it is, we're in a time where people are talking, people are social media, players are going to back in social media all week, this and this. Fans are hyping, oh, you're going to talk about retweeting. You're, that's a recipe for exact, uh, disaster. It sucks things got to change. But if you really want to limit the, 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 the cause and effect or the, uh, the uh, fallout from things, as arenas, and even, you've got to adjust. And I think Russ plays a part in that to where you got to. It just comes down to really honestly – Russ comes across that Russ has very thin skin, okay? And to me, that dilutes the factor where when we really get, and Russ ain't the only one, but when we really got players out there that look like me that is basically being heckled and called whatever, like this is 1950. So when Russ goes out and now this guy, and like I said, I hope there's something else that audio didn't pick up. But if you're really reacting like that, when your team is up, now I understand you're going through it. You're struggling. Russ knows that. That's why he acted like that because he he knows what the narrative is. And, and honestly, watch tonight. Watch it when you play a certain time. You could tell Russ is pressing based off of even when he was the Lakers. You could tell he's pressing on every shot because of his reputation. So he's already wired up. But that, at the truth of it is, man, you can't react like you. You might not just walk. But hey, man, get something with him. Hey, man, like, really? Like, if, even if you want to look back and look at the guy like. And pause and give that look and keep going. But to sit there and say, oh, come on, man. You don't want this, bro. You don't want this smoke. That's overreaction to that, in my opinion. You've got to, like, I'm sorry, man. The rule of it is sometimes it's people like look like me, the rules are different. The rules are different. Period. 
Leave it at that. The rules are different. And I think you dilute everything. If I came to like, look, after 20 years of doing this, if I basically came in here and made every sport topic, everything I disagree with, everything about race, and there's still some people in my backyard for years that basically sit there and I see, oh, man, I don't listen to that. Everything's about race, everything. I know they're lying. The fact that I'm just talking about a little bit, it makes them a couple like, oh, man, here we go. But that's the reason why I pick and choose when I bring it, because it does, especially in the last four years, it is watered down or not to say watered down. It is overwhelming and rubbing people the wrong way that don't look that don't look like me because they look at it because you know why? Because this is the first time since 70, 80 percent of the people that's listening to this show in the age demographic, my age, older than you, that's had to deal with the race topic that long in your face for consistent years like this and it's and, and and that's really what it's about that's all that's what it's about that's on the suns man you got you cannot have any access to go i mean hell look at jerry's world i mean if you look at jerry's world you see the cowboys when they come out that glass like that thing that walkway with and i don't know if the visitors come out on the side or not but look at stuff like that that gives you access it sucks because every new stadium and every owner they're trying to sit there and say how do we give the fan experience more how do we get them more connected to the action how far can we go but reality of it is it's a recipe sometimes for disaster but i'm sorry man russ gotta keep walking man on that one if it was just westbrook he gotta keep it moving man he gotta keep moving man. 877 Three seven grind. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing Spitter of the One and Twos. Today's show was presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We have been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 
All right. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zing. Two words, the key to any perfect cocktail. All right. Make sure you uh, try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in different flavors as well, too. Or you just stick to your own alcohol and just add just stick to the mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zing official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, so uh, keep it. I know we've been b- basketball heavy uh, today, but it's playoff time. But uh, a couple of things before we transition to football in this uh, last segment. I mentioned in the beginning of the show, so I didn't want to forget about it. But the Spurs, there was some um, flipping of the coins that went down uh, yesterday in a back alley somewhere, wherever they do this at. I mean, first of all, because I've never really um, – I know the NBA changed this a few years ago when they kind of tried to, you know, they tried to get as far as they can do to try to discourage people from really tanking. Yeah, that's worked. Um, But explain to me now the coin toss of the Spurs. Break this down to me in regards to exactly what this means. Give me the cliff note versions of this. Well, really all it's for is they had tied the Houston Rockets for the second worst record in the NBA this year. Well, when it comes down to draft order, Somebody has to be, uh, you know, the second worst, uh, especially because it's scaling odds for the third top three teams, right? They have uh, with the worst record, they have each have a fourteen percent chance of landing okay. the first overall pick. Follow you, okay? Uh, for the first overall pick, they can't draft any lower than that number is. I want to say it's fifth, okay? Right, so yeah. they're guaranteed to draft fifth. So then, second worst or whoever's second, Folly. low no lower than sixth, third you know no lower than seven. So this is just a coin toss. Is really based if you find out there's teams that got the same record and the same amount of chance to get the the same ping pong ball chance. And it's not just about the lottery or the the, the ping pongs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a handful of teams, six ties in fact, at the end of the regular season were all broken yesterday by drawings, coin flip, whatever, okay. right? Um, so the Houston Rockets, uh, they won the Spurs, the tiebreaker against the Spurs. So now the Houston Rockets will have the second highest or the, the second worst record in the NBA officially. When all is said, and, now that all is said and done, so that's going to play into the fact of how that scale, those odds scale back. So, well, and I, I, I was texting you about it yesterday, and. The Spurs have a twenty-six percent chance, or twenty-seven percent chance, twenty-six uh, percent chance that they draft sixth overall. Okay, uh, so that's a, about a twenty-five percent know, quarter, mm-hmm. uh, one in four. Uh, but they're also, you know, it's not all bad news because it, they also have twenty percent, twenty-seven percent chance that they either draft third or fourth. All right, when you add up all their percentage right. points. And all their options. They still hold the, the equal odds chance with the Rockets and the Pistons to land the first overall pick at 14%. Um, so that's where that one fits in. Uh, the Pacers won their tiebreaker against the Wizards. Uh, the Bulls won their tiebreaker against the Thunder. Heat won their tiebreaker against the Warriors and the Clippers. Um, the Suns won their tiebreaker with the Nets. And the Grizzlies won their tiebreaker with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So technically, so technically, if the Spurs would have never won that game against the Mavericks in the last few games or one of those games, they wouldn't even be in the situation where they wouldn't really technically be tied with where they had to go. It, to exactly. Contact. It was a Lovey Smith Golly, job. Golly, man. I mean, come on, man. But it's nothing you can do about it. I mean, but with all that said, did I read this right? They still have... 
like what a 14, 70, 14 or seven, somewhere between 14 and 17 percent chance to get the number one overall pick. It's still the 14, so they're yeah. tied with they still tie, you know, because that's how the new lottery system works after 2019. Um, but the top, the three worst records. On an equal chance each at the, 14%. The, the thing that's smelling to me like some bad fish in this constantly is how come the Rockets are always good at this? Are they using their own quarter or what? The Rockets, I mean, the Rockets were in this situation in a coin toss just the other, like last year, the year before, and it worked out in their favor. And again, and then I'm hearing, didn't they get, aren't they the quote unquote winner of this whole coin toss that gives them the most chances to get the number one overall pick? No, only, only. Oh, okay. and, and so they still, the Rockets and the Pistons and the Spurs. Each have a fourteen percent chance of landing the top pick. Okay. All right. Uh, the Rockets, it's really just they're not going to draft any lower than six. Okay. Spurs won't draft any lower than seven. That was all we already knew that. I got you. Predetermined. Yeah. yeah. Told you, man. Anything falls past the four, they got screwed. I know that uh, even if they go to six, it'd be the highest they've picked since picking Tim Duncan. But I'm telling you right now, what this organization is, they need top three. They need top three. Top one. First pick overall, ticket prices back up, and there's a start to something. Okay, then we go back in the lottery next year and then get another one. Because even if they get the number one pick, I'd st- the way the West is right now, I would still say at best they fighting for a 10th spot bubble, even if they do get Wimby, in my opinion. They go back in because I think that's what they need. They go back in and get another top five, ten. Now, all this damn stuff they got from Atlanta in 2029 20, and 35. I'm just talking about the next two drafts, but we'll see how it plays out. All right, moving on to the NFL, the picks here before we get out of here. A um, couple other, couple things I wanted to get to. First of all, um, Deshaun Watson. I've been talking about him, and I and it's funny. And the reason why I want to play the audio, just he met with the media, like I told you, most teams are starting their off-season programs and I brought this up yesterday and I've been bringing up during the week that Deshaun Watson I believe is going to have a different mentality going into this season because of the weight being lifted off his shoulder of what he went through the last year really the last couple years now granted these are self-inflicted wounds okay this is I mean you know this is this he put this on himself him and his fetish. But I'm telling you, man, I think this is a guy. Now, you know, my question before, I'm, I was going to say, well, this is a guy that could be a You wouldn't have. Now, Deshaun wouldn't be able to qualify for comeback player of the year. Could Technically, he? yes. But, um, but I'm talking from a PR standpoint. I, I think that's a little bit more difficult. I got but, curious the other day when, with it, when we were talking about these mm-hmm. kind of subjects. Uh, he's actually, like, I think, plus 3,600. He's got horrible odds to win but it. But they do have him. But he is a player that could be come back. Yeah. Yes. Um, let's play the audio of what you got. If you've got it, I want to take a listen to uh, Deshaun Watson, starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. You know, I have a, um, a vision that – you know, me and the staff and, and this organization want to go in. Um, last year was just kind of, you know, whirlwind. But, uh, you know, it was a good learning lesson for myself um, and for me to be able to grow. So coming in this year was is definitely, you know, I'm ahead of the game from where I was, you know, previously. You were saying that you expect magical things to happen in 2023. So, you know, what what do you mean by that? What what, what kind of magic? Is yeah, that? a lot of wins. You know, a lot of W's. You know, having an opportunity to get in that playoffs, and then once we get in that and, and, and the big dance, then anything can happen. 
And um, like Jim said, you know, in his press conference, you know, one of the biggest things that the city want is to be able to have that parade at the end of the year. So that's the ultimate goal. But we have steps and, and things and work to put in before we get there. But, um, yeah, that's what I really meant about that. Definitely one of the favorites for the North. I mean, one of them. I'm not going to disrespect Cincy. I mean, Cincy's pretty much still the team to beat. I mean, Ravens is really going to decide how this Lamar situation goes. But I think Deshaun Watson, that's going to make a big difference in the world with having no court dates, knowing you're going to be there week one. I told you, man, this comes down to this coaching staff. If they're not successful this year, Cleveland have a new coaching staff. I'll tell you. Jones is going to disagree with me, but I'll tell you that. I mean, and I'm not saying that's fair. I'm not saying it's the fancy sucks, but you they, they committed this guy, and Deshaun's that dude now. To me, we've got to see these other pieces going on, but that just shows, and the reason why I had Jonah, I wanted to get that audio just to show, because I've been talking, just, you could just see the way he's talking, okay? Because if that was that lady, like, what do you mean by magic, Deshaun? I'm like, uh, did you pay, did you cover the team last year? I'm like, what do you think it's going to be magic? I'm in a different state of mind. I'm in a different state of mind. Speaking of the North, Pittsburgh Steelers pull off a little trade on the cool today to kind of fly under the radar during the NBA playoffs. They do a trade with the Rams. At least it's a trade in the works, I'm hearing, with Allen Robinson, wide receiver for the Rams, formerly Chicago Bears. Look, man, I'll tell you this. Um, it's it's a little bit, I won't say a head scratcher, but, I mean, I've always told you, Pittsburgh can find receivers in, in under couches, in pin, like, like you find pennies in your couch, man, in the draft. But to me... This is one of those that where Allen Robinson, his, the clock's ticking on him for me. In Chicago, it was about, man, Nagy sucks. We don't really got a quarterback. Trubisky sucks. This sucks. Then it's like, oh, man, he's going to go to McVay. He's about to go to the Rams, Stafford, this and that. Crickets. I've never been that high on Allen Robinson. He gets a lot. I'm telling you, man, we live in an era where if you can produce fantasy points, America, football America thinks you all that. Allen Robinson going to Pittsburgh. Now, granted, he's going to be with a quarterback that's going into his second year. But look, enough is enough. What, what is, do we know the details of what they gave up for him? What did they give up for him? Yeah, so pending a physical, um, this is from ProFootballTalk.com. Um, the Los Angeles, uh, the Los Angeles Rams will pay uh, 10.25 million of Robinson's salary this year with Pittsburgh taking on only five. The two teams will also swap their seventh round picks and the Rams are receiving the number 20, 234th pick total overall and the Steelers getting the number 251st. So, and another, and, and the way I look at this, this is Pittsburgh also see everybody's taking a page out of Philly. You know what they did with Jalen Hurts. What a difference a calendar year makes when they were like, hey, man, uh, y'all should trade. I don't know if Philly's the guy. Go look and see if Seattle wants to get for Russ. What's the case? And they said, no, what are we going to do? We're going to trade for A.J. Brown. We're going to do. We gonna upload to see what we got. Now, Pickett's, Pickett's the franchise guy. Pickett's coming in second year. This is Pittsburgh saying, hey, we gonna, we, we're trying to leave no excuse. We know we can run the ball. We know we got Najee. We got all this. We're going to add you another weapon. That's going to be interesting to me. I think Pickett's going to take that next step. I think he is that dude. I think he takes that step, you know, his second year. That's the way I look at that. Well, also, that, what you, you know. still have Deontay Johnson over there. Exactly. And Pat Fryermuth in that offense. Najee exactly. Harris. It's, it, and Claypool still piece. in there? Uh, no, Claypool, Claypool. Where did he go? Claypool's over there in Chicago. That's right. He, he went over that way after that. That's right. Um, the other thing, and if speaking of Russ – Man, I'll tell you, everything was going smooth, out of the news, no social media. 
there's a new sheriff in town and Mr. Payton. And I'm sitting there last night, not being able to sleep. And I'm on my phone and come across my feed. And I don't know what fake news is out there or not, but I had to go and check this again in the morning. And I'd be damned if it wasn't sure, if it wasn't correct. Russ, get, Russ gets in a golf cart accident and pitcher surf. Uh, he flips over a golf cart playing golf. Now, they said that this was he was very lucky not to be injured. I'm thinking, like, how fast can you go in a golf cart? What even? But the thing that gets me, he's looking for a ball that I guess he lost. That he said four, and it went over there. And he go, and it's, it's, it's and I'm saying, like, how do you tip this over? Like, he's over there, and it's this big Sam Bunker, okay? And he's looking for the ball, I guess, driving. And I guess you pull up, and you don't see, like, damn, I'm half here, but part, part of the tire is over this big-ass bunker. I'm going over. And next thing you know, it's news. Man, this guy here, man. This is where it comes down to, I'm telling you, this comes down to him, okay? The, this guy gets too much attention, and sometimes I'll defend him when it comes, but I'm like, really, bro? You've done a good job. You, I, I can see bones in the cheeks. I don't know how much weight you lost, but you lost some weight. You've done real good. You haven't had no quirky commercials come out, but then you, we get right to report, and what do you do? You go wreck a golf cart. My goodness, man. My goodness. You know, I saw this crazy. I was like, somebody put, because you know, in different golf carts, the car, courses, excuse me, they name different bunkers. Uh huh. And somebody says, uh, "Did is it true? Uh, Russ flipped over a golf cart because he said he didn't really see the hole." He said, "Was that bunker named Malcolm Butler Bunker?" Because you know, of course, they said they didn't. He didn't see the whole. I'm like, wow. Like you know, the clock's ticking, bro. You you got to rewrite. I, I got faith in you because I know who call it. I know who's gonna be in your ear. I know who's going to be calling them plays into you. So I understand. I got faith in you. But, bro, you got some, you know, restoring to do. You're going to wreck a golf cart. I'd rather, you know, like I said, I'm glad he's okay. But I'd rather, I mean, I don't know, man. Russ gets in a fender bender in the parking lot. Russ does that. But a golf cart? When you're not even a golfer? And, I mean, you, and you, and not only that, you wrecked it in a bunker. It tips over in a bunker. Can you imagine if I'm the Pinner group and I've got this money tied up in this guy and all of a sudden, I don't know, he has to be on the shelf for two to three months in the offseason. He can't get in, get reps with receivers, get Sean's system down because he got in a golf cart accident. I know accidents happen, but I mean, damn, man, you can't just sit down somewhere for one offseason. I never heard this stuff reported in Seattle, man. I know the franchise he's playing with because up in Seattle, man, up north, I, Russ has been Russ. I don't think he's changed. It's just in Seattle, nobody really. You get a franchise like Denver, everything he does makes new. But I'm like, why is this all started since you showed up in Colorado, man? Just the weirdest stuff happens. Uh, for what it's worth, he was with uh, a te his teammate Justin Simmons as well. Uh, Simmons was apparently the one behind the, or reportedly the one behind the wheel. Uh, Russ was just the passenger, so it could have been really bad for. for yeah, Denver. Justin Simmons probably thinks you know. I've kind of talked to uh, what's my man they got uh, from the Raiders, uh, the back of Stidman. Uh, I've kind of talked to him a little, and probably thinking like, man, how bad? Like, hey, man, defense, like this is your chance, man. Just go and take. The Take the golf cart, see if you just take one for now. I'm just joking. He's with Justin Simmons. That's the start. So I'm like, I saw that. I see the details. I'll, I'll, but you know what? You're the first person that's telling me Justin said. The news is Russ wrecks golf cart. Russ gets in a wreck in a golf cart. I'm 
like, damn, man, are you like, what's going on? Like, do you get, are you that tired of like this? Like, it's like, you got to get away from Sierra that much. Like, what are you doing? Like, sit down, sit down somewhere. I know, Sean, I'm telling you, man, they will eat that dead money. I already know it. I've got sources already told me they will eat that dead money. It will be a dead cap hit. But it can't get no worse than what it did last year. But if he can't, if it is what it is, he is gone in the first year. I've, I'm not giving up on. I've told y'all every oh, since last year. Hey, man, this is a five year contract. I ain't judging nothing in the first year. There's and like I said, there's a lot of dirty hands in it. But you got he's done a good job to stay out of the media and the social media. But the, you wreck a golf car. You're in a golf car. Justin Simmons. It don't matter, dude. That's it's gonna say Russ Wilson wrecks golf cart. Well, after reportedly, you know, teammates had started to turn on him last season, this is almost a good thing. I'm going to put a positive spin on this, Cal. He was at the leader on the defense uh, with with a teammate. It's not like he was with one of his old Seahawks buddies or something like that. He was with a teammate, and uh, and, and they both came out of it unscathed. I, I think that this is more of a positive. Than, Let me than tell you something. Thing. Let me tell you something. Because if he if he was the one driving it, what you said, and he had Justin Simmons in the car, and he would have hurt Justin Simmons, I'd be like, nah, bro. Totally you, different you, story. Hey, Penner, just go and take the hit, man. I rode with Stemming for one year, man. We <laughs> we got Caleb coming out of USC next year. We got about two other ones, man. Just go and go with Stemming, man. If you would have hurt Justin Simmons, nah, bro. Nah, man. I would have told you to you, Sierra, the kids, and everybody else, man. Go 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 back to hot Atlanta if you would have heard Justin Simmons and put him out. Like, man, sit down. That's why camp and stuff got to hurry and get here, man, to get these guys, get them in one way so they can stop being, you know, hurt them on. So that's like, speaking of, that's like Jalen Brown, man. He got stitches in his finger because he's trying to garden. Like, he cut his finger guard. Like, it's the playoffs, bro. Why are you guarding? Like, some people say, man, look at all this money. Trevor Bauer with the drone. Yeah, some people's like, hey, man, why are you even doing your own gardening anyway? You got all that money, which I don't – I mean, look, man, it it doesn't matter how much money you got. If you want to garden or whatever. But I'm like, uh, why are you – like, what's up, man? You you watched – you watch Martha Stewart uh, marathons all damn day or play? Why are you trying to garden in the playoffs? Go ahead. Well, as we come down to the end, it, we would be remiss not to mention DeMar Hamlin returning back to the football yes, field. Yes, that was news today, Hamlin. Credit to him. He's a, that's a lot of courage, man. But, yes, he's been cleared for football activities and says that he wants to continue his football career. All right, man, that is a wrap for today. Uh, special thanks to producer of the show, Jonas Clark, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you hit the snooze button and for you roll out the rack just ask yourself you grind in peace see you tomorrow when life sounds too much like this it's time to consider more of this Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York.
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.